God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you today. We pray. O Lord, as we gather on this Mother's Day, may you bless us with your presence as we look at your word and what you have to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's Mother's Day. Sometimes some of the people say, you shouldn't preach on Mother's Day because it doesn't include everybody. And so you should ignore that. But we're not talking about ignoring anybody today, even though we're going to talk a little bit about Mother's Day, because we've all had a mother. I assume we all had a mother. So if we had a mother, we can talk about Mother's Day. It's not a church holiday. It's not on the church liturgical year. But it's a national holiday started by a Christian woman who wanted to honor her mother. And so she asked her pastor if they couldn't do something to honor people's mothers. It started that way and then it became a national holiday in 1914 by president, anybody know who the president was? In 1914, Woodrow Wilson. Congress then ratified what he declared. And ever since 1914, we've had a day to honor moms. Father's Day followed a few years later. But we have to remember that when we came into this life, it cost our mother some pain. It's painful to give birth. For you mothers, I'm sure you can remember the pain. And sometimes we, as children, give our mothers pain as we grow up in life by what we do and say and how we behave sometimes. And so it's proper to say, let's honor mothers for all they put up with and all that they do. Certainly, it's a Christian perspective that we would take time to honor mothers. It reminds me of a little story about a person who got on the plane and he told this story, true story though, he said. He said he got on a plane and at the door of the cockpit was a woman pilot, the captain. So she was in charge of the flight. That means that she would take the plane, take off and land and be in charge of the flight. That didn't bother him at all. There was a woman doing that. But when he sat down on his seat near the front, he noticed in the row behind him on the aisle seat was a little boy about five years old. And in the middle seat was a younger man who looked like he might be the dad. And sitting next to him in the window was an older lady who looked like she must be a mother. And after he, they were sitting there getting ready for the plane to taxi out, then he found out that the little boy, that was his mother up there, who was going to fly the plane. And sitting next to him was, of course, the husband or his father. And sitting next to him was the ladies, the pilot's mother. They all came to fly on that flight because they were going to honor her, her first flight that she was in charge of. And she would take the plane off the runway. And so they were there to support her. So the flight got ready to go, and they 
got out on the runway. You know how planes are. You've been on a plane. It was poised to take off. The engines roared. And then the plane began to gain that fast speed like you feel when you're going up. And then the plane went up into the air. It was airborne. And then the little boy then, sitting there, clapped his hands and he said, Way to go, Mom! Way to go! And today, we applaud our mothers. Way to go, Mom! Way to go! We thank our moms. And we support them. And we acknowledge them. Moms are important. Another little story was a teacher gave her class of second graders a lesson on magnets. And she told them what magnets did and how they worked and so forth. And the next day, she gave them a little quiz. And one of the questions on the quiz was, my full name has six letters. The first one is M. And I pick up things. What am I? She was surprised when some of the students wrote down mother. Yeah, moms pick up things, don't they, for us and help us through life. Our moms, if they are to be faulted, it's because they love their children so much that they get irrational at times, right? For instance, if you're familiar with the comic strip, Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin's little boy and Hobbes is his little tiger stuffed animal who sometimes talks to him. Calvin is looking out the window and it's raining and he looks out the window and he says, Mom, can Hobbs and I go out and play in the rain? Mom says, no. Calvin says in the next little picture, why not? Mom says, you'll get soaked. Calvin says, what's wrong with that? Mom says, you could catch pneumonia run up an expensive hospital bill, linger a few months, and die. So Kelvin looks out the window at the rain, and he says, I always forget, if you ask a mom, you get the worst case scenario. Hobbs little tiger says, I had no idea how little showers were so dangerous. Well, moms know the world is dangerous. Moms protect their children. Our moms protected us as we grew up. They know out there in the world, the world is full of things like discouragement, disgust, despair. The world's always been that way and it always will be. It seems like it's more of it now, but it's a hard place to live out there in that world. And we care about each other. And mothers care about their children, their grandchildren. We care about each other because we live in this world in which we need encouragement because so many things are happening. We can list them, but you know what they are. You hear them on the news every day almost. We get tired of hearing them. Sometimes we just get tired of click, click the TV off and don't listen anymore because there's so much bombarding us. And mothers want to protect their children from all of that. Moms help us get through life. Your mom no doubt helped you as you remember that. 
A mother's love is hard to define. You can't hardly define it because a mother is one who wants to protect her children. Not just human mothers, but animal mothers and all of them have a way of wanting to protect their children and keep them safe from the elements of the world and the elements of the, the things around them. So we can say today, way to go, Mom, way to go. We can be thankful that God gave to us moms who cared about us and loved us. God was so concerned about how we treat our mothers that he gave us a commandment. On Sinai, he gave those Ten Commandments to Moses. And number four says, Honor your father and your mother, that it what? May be well with you. You want things to be well with you? You start with honoring your mother and father. And if we honor them, then things can go better for us. There's the old expression, as the family goes, so goes the church. As the church goes, so goes the country. As the country goes, so goes the world. You want things to be well with you? Then we need to honor our mothers. So boys and girls, teenagers, all of us, we need to learn to respect our mothers, no matter how old we are or how old our mother is. Even if our mother has passed on from this life, we can still honor them. And even if we messed up many times, we can ask for forgiveness. Because our God forgives all of our sins, even our sins against our mothers. Our mothers are to be honored. God gave that as a command. Honor your father and mother, that it may be well with you. God didn't give that just for fun. He gave it to us because it's a serious relationship. And mothers care about their children. And you can be thankful that your mother brought you into this world and she cared. She protects you, cared for you, loves you, and loved you. Mothers care about our physical well-being. Remember those times when we fell down and scraped our knees and mom came to the rescue and wiped it with a nice warm washcloth maybe and put a band-aid on it? Moms always had band-aids handy, didn't they? Put a band-aid on and then wipe away the tears and say, it'll be all right. They looked out for that physical well-being of us as we grew up. And moms helped us through all those mental things and things we had to deal with and social things. Especially starting out in school. Helped us with homework. Encouraged us. They were there as God's gift to us. And one of the most important things that moms can do, and maybe did for you, was to look out for your spiritual well-being. Mom got you ready for church. Dressed for Sunday school, took you to church, took you to Sunday school. Most important thing was she no doubt prayed for you. She took you to the Lord in prayer because she cared and she wanted you to have eternal life in heaven. She wanted Jesus to be your Savior and the good shepherd that we heard about in the liturgy this morning. And so truly we can say, way to go, Mom. Way to go, because mom sees us through and takes us up into the new life and helps us. And so in the gospel lesson today, 
There's an interesting parallel there that we can learn from. It's breakfast time, and you know, Jesus loves to have food with his disciples. You know, a lot of things about eating and celebration and having food together and drink. And so it's morning on the Sea of Galilee, and he has breakfast fixed for his disciples. And he has a conversation, especially with Peter, and he says to Peter three times, do you love me? Probably referring to the three times he had cockroach and he had denied him. But the important thing is that Jesus wanted to point out to Peter for him to follow him. That's the last word of the gospel lesson. Follow me, he told Peter. But he did say, hey Peter, look out, you're going to suffer. There's persecution coming. And that's probably true for many Christians, or it is true. Maybe not so much for us right now, but it might come in our life. Who knows? But it doesn't matter so much when we follow him and know where he takes us. And that's why our moms care about us. In the epistle lesson today, in Revelation, get that picture? It's all worth it. It's all worth following Jesus. Because that's a beautiful picture in Revelation today in the epistle. When we follow him, we end up in heaven with him. We gather around that throne of God and we have shelter, protection from the world, from protection from disappointment and disgust. Yeah, we got it. And it says, Jesus will be our shepherd. He will lead us and guide us and keep us safe. And it says, there'll be no more hunger. Wow. And there'll be living water. He'll provide living water. No more thirst. Don't have to thirst anymore. We're going to be in heaven with the Lord. And the good news is, it says in there, every tear in our eyes will be wiped away. You won't need mom to wipe your tears away anymore. Jesus will wipe them away. Never to cry again. Never to have a skin knee again. Never to have a disappointment. No more sin to deal with. And so we can say today too, way to go Jesus, way to go. Thank you Jesus for going to that cross and dying for us and forgiving us. Thank you Jesus for giving us moms who care about us and dads. And Thank you Jesus that we have salvation we are people of the resurrection. We are living in the season of Easter. Sin, death, and the devil have been conquered. Wow, we've got a lot to celebrate, a lot to care about. And it's our job to do what he told Peter to do. Even though that's a historical event telling Peter to follow him, that applies to you and me. Follow Jesus. Jesus says to you, follow me. Wherever I want to take you, be ready to go. Because you see, the resurrection is our core message that we have. It's the core message that all of us have, that our moms have, that we have. The resurrection is who we are about. This is the good news. The good news that Jesus lives, that Jesus broke the chains of death. 
that Jesus is our hope, that in him we live and move and have our being. And so, yes, we can say, way to go, Jesus, way to go. Thank you, Jesus, for all you did for us. And thank you for giving us those moms that we can say, way to go, mom, way to go. So it's on this day that we can rejoice what Jesus has done for us. And we're still in the Easter season, so we can say, Jesus Christ is risen. Amen.